Welcome to Drinks and a Show. I'm Cassie and this is a musical spoiler podcast. To stay up to date with the show and what's going on, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Drink Show Pod. I've also created a Spotify playlist with all my favorite songs from the shows I've done episodes on. So if you want to start listening to some of the songs from these shows and love them and just enjoy them over and over again, like some people I know, me, that's a good place to start. Just check it out. The link should be in the show notes or you can check out the link tree, which is accessible, I think, also in the show notes and on the Instagram and Twitter. Today, we have first time guest Dylan joining us as we approach the last of our Star Kid musicals. If you've come this far and still don't know what Star Kid is, they're an independent theatre company who make their own musicals and have them accessible on YouTube so anyone can watch them. Let's have a listen and see if Dylan enjoys them. Hey Dylan. Hey Cassie, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm well mate, I'm well. What do we got going on here? Well, we're doing a podcast, drinks and a show. You're telling me this is what the microphone's for, I didn't realise. <laughs> and the drink. The drinks! Mate, this one's on the house. I got a free Vic Bitter, so I appreciate that for you. I'm going to have that and I'm going to enjoy the show. Yeah, and at VB if you want to sponsor the mm. pod, um, at Drink Show Pod. Yeah, they're doing that whole, uh, what do they call that? Uh, like a Like a solar bit now? You get like free things with the solar. Maybe you get free things with the podcast as well. Yeah, that's what I'm really trying. <laughs> Being very unsuccessful. <laughs> I think you're good. I think it's good. I think VB, it's a, it aligns quite closely to musicals, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Probably who you really want is Carlton Draft. Because they're always doing the big ads. That may as well be a musical yeah. in an ad format. Their ads can be musical. Remember the giant choir opera? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to get rid of this food, B. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Let's throw it away. Okay? Uh, I'm, in fact, drinking a Carlton Draft <laughs> and enjoying it. I also enjoy it in the zero format. Perfect. And the dry format. Oh, they, Especially yeah. the dry. Especially the dry format. The lemon-lime one was not their finest moment. No, the lime. Um, I'm drinking a passion fruit UDL, which UDL is very aware of where I stand, and I'm happy to accept. How long have you been banging on about this? What are we episode 87 now, yeah. and UDL still not hit you up? Took me a long time to get through the six pack of UDLs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so cool. like no, three they're episodes. They're definitely not going to hit you up now. <laughs> I was like, no, this is the 87th episode. I'm still trying to get through the six pack. So we'll learn about what you feel with musicals. Okay, what do I feel about musicals? I like them. I, I, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't say I'm in any stretch, any way, shape or form, any part of the imagination. Am I an avid musical person? God no, hell no. But I get around. I, you know, when they come to town, yeah, I'll go to town. I'll go to town. I'll see them. I'll, uh, I don't know. Actually, you know what? The most recent one we saw, we saw together. Yeah. We saw Hamilton. We went out of town for that one. We actually did go out of town. <laughs> God bless COVID. We made it out. We made it back is the important part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was good. That was exciting. Um, obviously, you know, there was a lot of hype around that one. I feel, I feel like it's a real white boys musical to go to. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I, if I'm going to a musical, everybody else has already been to it. Yeah. It's basic. I've been to Matilda. You know, I've seen the Lion King. <laughs> Uh, you know, like I, those sorts of things. That's what I've done. All right. So, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe I've got a little bit to learn, a little bit to open up my eyes to it all. So hopefully today, uh, you know, it's, you don't want to learn something new every day. So hopefully today we're going to do that. And that's what I'm excited about. Obviously also spending the next half an hour with you. So Hamilton, you did enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't rush out to see it again. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I've seen it. I've heard the story. You've seen it a few times as well. Yeah. I mean, I guess what we did like everybody else did is we saw it uh, in the in the TV format first. Um, you know, Lin-Manuel blessed us. Disney blessed us. It's the only reason we got Disney Plus. Um, it's still the cheapest streaming service. So, you know. Uh, how much is it? Uh, I get it for 8 Oh, well, um, if you get Hey You, which has all reality TV shows, it's actually five ninety nine. Gee whiz. I'm just saying on a trip. Yeah. Wait, it comes as a package? Yeah, everything that's on there. Yeah, okay, cool. Sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> uh, two would, drinks and a show. I'll definitely take a Hey You sponsorship. <laughs> really? This is not. This has nothing to do with musicals. We just want free stuff. <laughs> Please give me Like, honestly, the, the VB that I'm drinking, mixed with the Carlton Draft that I'm drinking, mixed with the UDL that I'm drinking, 
including with the Hulu. Did you say Hulu? Hey you. The Hey Can you. Can we get some watching? Hulu in this one as well? <laughs> um. So just say Georgia says to you, "Hey Dylan, I really want to put on Grease." Oh, Grease. Grease Lightning. Well, the idea of a movie musical. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the more yes is probably an indication of, 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 of how <laughs> much I mean. actually want to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm pretty, I'm there, I'm there for Georgia to watch that. You know? So like in the Heights that came out recently. In the Heights? Yeah. Yeah. You see me height tailing it right out of there. <laughs> so background into the musical that we're doing. Yeah. Which is the guy who didn't like musicals. Okay. Um, it's a horror comedy. Oh, the horror scares me. Yeah, well, it's on stage, so don't worry. It's nothing like... No, I can't... I, I don't know. So I, horror movies in general, that's terrifying to me. So like on a scale of 1 to 10, how scared should I be going into this one? Uh, more of a thriller kind of horror kind of okay. thing. Yeah. It's tension building. Yeah. Stephen King style. It's... <gasps> what? <gasps> Murder? Okay, cool. Well, are they dead is the question. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So... Uh, just for those playing at home, we've just given the whole premise away. I'm not really sure if they're dead or not, but I feel like they might be dead now. Well, I'll go into the background. Um, this is more for the fans. You don't really know who these people are. Okay, cool. So it music and lyrics written by Jeff Blim mm-hmm. and the, um, Wait, is that, uh, Judy's son? <laughs> Judy Blim. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, book and wait, not the book. Uh, the show is written by Matt and Nick Lang who write pretty much every Star Kid musical. Okay, cool. Um, you might say that they're the Star Kids. They are. Uh, this is Star Kids' first musical when they moved to LA. Okay. So they were originally based from the University of Michigan mm-hmm. and was doing stuff all through like their uni. Like that's all the very Potter musicals. And then they were doing stuff in Chicago, which yeah. tends to be a lot of pre-Broadway um, trials go there. There's a musical about Chicago. Have you heard about that one? <laughs> no. Maybe we should do an episode where you explain it all to me. Yeah. <laughs> It was performed in October 2018 and released on YouTube in the same year on Christmas Eve. So are you ready to get into the guy who didn't like musicals? That's right. Let's do it. Right. I'm ready as I'll ever be and, and, and ready to go. All right. Act one. Here's the scene. We have a group of singing zombies addressing the audience. Oh my God. Setting the scene in the town of Hatchetfield and introducing us to the main character, Paul. Mm-hmm. Who... Doesn't like musicals. He doesn't sing. He doesn't dance. And the song is called The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. After that's our opening number, Paul, who is our protagonist, works a boring office job. Um, you got your classic other characters in the office. You've got Charlotte. Charlotte. Who's a bit unstable. Her hubby is the local police officer who she's trying to say, Sam, how are you? Sam, who's Sam? Her hubby. Okay. The yep. local police officer. Yeah. And then she'll be like, Sam, I love you. And he like hangs up on her. He's a busy man. Is there a lot of crime in this town? He's cheating on her. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's going through a very hard marriage. Uh, Paul's bestie, Bill. Bill. Invites him to a local production of Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Because he's daughter. Bill, Bill gets out. Bill knows what's what in well, the musical world. Bill's divorced and he's trying to reconnect with his daughter because mm-hmm. the ex-wife took the daughter to Hamilton. He goes, well, how am I meant to compete with that? So he's taking her to the local production of Mamma Mia. Okay. Paul says, no, I don't want to come with you and your daughter. That's my own personal hell. I'd rather do anything else. Yep. Because he doesn't like musicals. Doesn't, it, it did say that in the song. Yeah. <laughs> and we do know the song is about Paul. And he's Paul. So Paul um, is about to head over to the local coffee shop right. to see the gal he likes. And he's approached by his co-worker, Ted, who's described as an obnoxious womanizer. Oi, that's not good. No, and Charlotte's it's also... It's 2021, Ted. You've got to get your act together. Well, he's also banging Charlotte. So Charlotte's trying to... Be... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what a hypocrite! <laughs> Charlotte's no good. She's getting angry. Who's she getting angry she, at? She doesn't know her husband's cheat. She thinks sees her husband being distant. Distant. So she. So she. So she preempt. She's preemptively cheating on him. She's trying. She's trying to like. But no, 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 no. This is. I did this. 
she's like, oh my god, where is Sam? I miss him so much. And then Ted will come and hug her and be like, I'm sure he's safe out there. And he's like, thank you, Ted. Oh, so she's not cheating on him. She is, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> not emotionally, just I physically. I think we can save Charlotte here. This sounds like... Hatchetfield sounds like a, a town of emotionally sort of like wrecked people. Doesn't sound like there's a lot of love going on here. You mentioned before it's a horror film. Like, is this... Is it, is it going to get better? Yeah, well, yeah, the horror isn't the infidelity. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I can't. It's horrifying to me. Well, Ted's like, oh, I get it. You're going to go see the Latte Hotte, who works at the coffee shop, known as Beanies. Beanies, yeah. Coffee beans. So that's what they did there. So Paul goes to there, um, and he finally becomes friends with the cutie barista, who is known as Emma. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She is also cheating on her, her, her husband of three years they met at high school, David. Close. She also hates musicals. Oh my god. <laughs> Almost got there. It's a, it's, a, it's a relationship made in heaven. Yes. In Hatchetfield. Hatchetfield is heaven. Is there a difference? Oh. Uh, as he leaves the coffee shop, he's approached by a Greenpeace worker trying to get him to donate. He does the classic, oh, Greenpeace? No, I already donate to them. Oh, I get emails all the time. Yeah. Sounds like a stand-up guy. Yeah, she catches him out on lying because she talks about a campaign. She, she goes, being Emma. No, this is a Greenpeace lady. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then while they're going back and forth, their conversation is cut off by thunder and lightning, which is approaching over Hatchetfield. Right. Well, things is going to get worse in Hatchetfield, it seems yeah. like. And so all the townspeople are alarmed. We cut to Charlotte being comforted by Ted. Of course. Um, Bill is trying to call his daughter Alice to be like, oh, I hope yeah. you're safe. Alice is currently with her girlfriend, Deb. Okay. Um, who we see Deb's like a huge stoner. That's cool. Like, we're, uh, like in a good way or a bad way? In a is way Deb the sort of stoner who knows what she's about? She's like, I'm making informed decisions. I'm going to live my life. Or is she the sort of person that's, you know, going to bring Alice down? Alice? What's her name? Yeah, Alice. Yeah, so Deb's the good stoner. However, Alice is not like that at all. Alice is like, you're yeah, good, straight A's kind of gal. And then yeah, now okay. he's hanging out with someone like Deb. It sounds like it would be hard to get straight A's in Hatchetfield. There's too much, too much emotional well, turmoil going on. she's just visiting her dad on. in Hatchetfield. She's from out of town. She's from out of town. She brought the storm with her. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Spoilers. Just kidding. Um, and we go to a mysterious man who we haven't met before. And we hear him say he's been waiting in the wings for this. And the stage is set. Oh, my gosh. And he's waiting for them. Dun, dun. Yeah. Fade to black. Okay. Was that act one? No. <laughs> the one song was an act one. All right. So the next morning, after the whole storm, mm-hmm. Paul's listening to the radio, um, and it mentions something about a meteor that like hit town. He goes, well, well that sucks. Um, he starts heading to work, comes across the Greenpeace gal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the other townspeople, along with the Greenpeace girl, start singing and dancing. Oh my God. It is hell <laughs> for Paul. Yeah. And they're singing this song, La-di-da-da day. Mm-hmm. And Paul clearly hates the whole thing because yeah. he doesn't like musicals. We should know that from yeah. the first song. <laughs> yeah. So at work, we hear Bill complaining that Mamma Mia was cancelled because the meteor actually my hit. My. It hit the theatre. And yeah, so he's sad that that happened. He couldn't get, you know, with Alice trying to make her time here really special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Paul comes in talking about something weird happening on the way to work. And he's like, everyone was singing and dancing. They're like, oh, was it a flash mob? He goes, probably. And they're like, did you film it? And he's like, no. They're like, Paul, you fucking idiot. When you see a flash mob, you obviously film it. Just in case. Yeah. (laughs) I'll watch it again later. So he's, Ted calls him fucking useless, pretty much. Um, Charlotte talks about something strange that happened to her that morning. Her husband, Sam, was in the shower and he was singing. Which isn't out of the ordinary. That's not out of the ordinary? Singing in the shower, no. I don't know. Sam, the guy that, you know, is emotionally distant with his wife and he's at home singing like he's happy. It doesn't seem like that's in character for Sam. 
The weird part is, is that Sam normally is a flat singer, can't really hit a note. That morning... That's what's weird to it. That's... <laughs> he was singing the song. It's perfect. <laughs> and then... Paul, like, is what song was he singing, Charlotte? And she goes something like, la di da da And he's like, day? And he realises that these people that were doing this alleged flash mob yep. and Sam are singing the same song. It's a wide flash mob. It's well-timed, well-executed. It's amazing what you can do with the internet <laughs> these days, right? What a good surprise for Charlotte, huh? Oh, my God. That's where she Sam's been. finally would have felt loved. Yeah. Instead, she thought it was Sucked weird. in, Ted. All right. This extramarital affair is over. I'm going back to my husband. <laughs> yeah, that he could sing. Um, so Paul's trying to figure out, like, what's going on here. But then he's called into his boss's office. Okay. Because he's got to give his statistical analysis report. We've been there, done that. Yeah. He has done it, but the printers are all stuffing up. you got to click inkjet, not laser jet. The, I get it. You get it. Um... Hashtag corporate Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your tweets. Yeah. So his boss, Mr. Davidson, um, is the one who called him in. Yeah. And he starts singing, what do you want, Paul? And he's asking Paul. Is it Paul? Mr. Davidson, you asked me in here. <laughs> he's asking, what's his objective with the company? What does he want uh, to do okay. here? But he's doing it in a sing-song manner. Yeah. And Paul's like, what the F? And he's freaking out. He's like, ugh. Paul like his job? Like, is is Paul a career man? Is he is he looking about climbing that corporate ladder? You know, getting paid, making bank? I'd say Paul's a gym in the office. Like, it's a good for now job, but, you know, maybe when he thinks about the future, it might change. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's not really committed to, what's his name? Mr. Davidson. Mr. Davidson. No. So, particularly not now that he's singing, I imagine. Yeah, especially yeah, now he's like, mm, maybe I don't really like this job. Mm. What's a roof over my head, huh? Well, and Alice's as well. Yeah. Oh, well, no, Alice is Bill's daughter. Oh, who's Bill? Bill's the best friend. Oh, Bill's the best friend. The one who wanted to go see Mamma Mia. God, I'm lost. I told you. That's why the character she, how basic are the names? I'm, st- I'm looking at I'm reading it right now. I'm still getting it wrong. <laughs> so... Paul's freaking out. He's like, this has got to be a dream. I know what I need. A coffee. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you sleep, everyone knows when you're sleeping, you have a coffee in your dream, you wake up. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. So he goes to Beanie's. I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion. Maybe Paul's not trying to wake up. Maybe he just wants to go and see Emma. <laughs> he goes, oh my God, someone's singing again. Coffee time. Coffee time. <laughs> <laughs> got to get out of here. I feel like he's sweet on this girl, right? He is. So he goes into Beanie's and he tells Emma he's scared that everyone's singing. She's like, okay, crazy person. And then mm. we hear some music and now her and all her co-workers start singing a song. Oh my God. Emma singing too? Yeah. We thought she hated musicals. But this is part of their new business model that the cafe is trying to do to try and get more people oh in. Oh my God. So this it was a red herring. Yeah. So Cup of Roasted Coffee is the name of it. And mm-hmm. so she's joining in. They've got a full dance number they had to do. Then all of a sudden, two of the other co-workers just start doing their own choreography. She's, what? When did we add this? Then she's getting real annoyed that they keep going on without telling her what the change mm. was. She's like, that's it. I quit. Because <laughs> <laughs> she came here to serve coffee. Not to sing Not and to dance. Not to sing and dance. Even though she was happy with the singing and dancing up until this point. Well, she wasn't happy, but she's like, it's my job, whatever, I'll do it. But no, if they're going to... I'm not going to... If somebody else is going to go above and beyond, <laughs> I'm going to be the one to suffer for it. Yeah, that's it. I quit. <laughs> Reasonable explanation. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so, all of a sudden, the customers that were like watching them sing and dance, except for Paul, mm-hmm. uh, start beginning to cough and choke. And then those co-workers who continue to dance reveal that they've actually poisoned the coffee. And so now all the ones that were coughing and choking start singing and dancing the same song. And so Emma and Paul quickly run out of the coffee shop. Okay. So they're they're choking and then they're singing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just spitballing here so the dead people sing. Are they dead? They were poisoned. They're poisoned. All right, so they're, they're, they're poisoned... And then they're singing, and then we've got Emma and Paul, and they're running away, and they're going to live their lives elsewhere outside of Hatchetfield, 
because they're going to live happily ever after. Yep, so would you see this musical? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So Paul and Emma, after they've left the coffee shop, they meet up with Bill, Charlotte and Ted. Okay, Bill and Ted. Yep, and they can joke about that later. Okay. Um, And they're like in an alleyway and they learn that people all over town have all just started singing and dancing. So Bill and Charlotte, they're also experiencing the dancing and singing phenomenon. Yeah, and they haven't been. And they're freaking out about it? Yep. I thought they liked musicals. Yeah, but not when you... Mamma Mia, they were right there. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not in the Greek islands singing ABBA. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's the Greek islands. If this were... If Hatchet Fields were substituted for the Greek islands, this would be... And incredible! Get the cameras out, all right? Get Spielberg in. We're gonna make a million dollars out of this. <laughs> Wouldn't thing. be a horror musical, nah. Okay. So, and then Ted's like, "Who's this chick you've bought?" And Paul's like, "That's the latte hotte yeah. you told me to get." And he goes, "This is the one that refuses to sing. I hate this one." Um. Bill wanted him to get with another. Uh, Beanista? What was it? Yeah. Beanie. Beanie. <laughs> Beanista, another, another Beanie lady? <laughs> uh, Charlotte reveals that she's called Sam, the policeman, to come and help them. Okay. Well, thank God Sam's there. Well, Sam arrives and he starts singing and dancing with his <clears throat> police partner, co-workers. Mm. And that, the- that really would be a flash mob. Yeah. They'd have the lights, they'd have the sirens... They have it all going. It'll be flashing lights. Yeah, it's very nice on stage. The lighting crew definitely have more fun with yep. this song. Um, the song's called Show Me Your Hands. Uh-huh. And he's like singing, show me your hands, show me your jazz hands. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> he's a cop, usually he'd be shooting someone. Yeah. They just keep singing and dancing. They're getting closer to everyone. Eventually, Ted just hits him over the head with a garbage can lid. Okay. So he's assaulted a police officer. Yes. In front of his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In front of his... Uh... In, in front of his sweetheart? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Ted has just killed Sam with a garbage can in front of Sam's wife, who Ted is smooching. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I'll ever understand Hatchet Field. Well, what happens to Sam, he's... The top of his head kind of comes off, and we see like blue goo coming okay. out of his head. Yeah, and they, they pull his brain out, which is blue, and they're like they. So he becomes a cadaver. Yeah, and <laughs> they start to undertake scientific experiments on him and pull out his frozen <laughs> yeah. blueberry phantom brain. Yeah, and then they're like, "Quick, I'm gonna stop you right there." What the fuck? Yeah. Who? I, I don't know who these star kids are. But what reality are these people living in? The Hatchet Field, it's a whole... The next musical is a whole saga as well. I'll bet. <laughs> I mean, when you start with this, you've got to go somewhere. And that somewhere is really far away. Said it's a horror. And the comedy's there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there is comedy here. Yeah. I don't know if they're just like using murder and, and adultery as a crutch. You keep saying murder, like all these people are dead. I don't know, Cassie. They just pulled his brain out of his skull. Doesn't mean he's dead. Jesus Christ. We're going to have to go to Act 2 to find out what happens <laughs> next. Well, they're like, quick, you got to put the brain back in. And they're like, well, we need a put doctor. Put the brain back in? Yeah. <laughs> and so they need a doctor. And Emma goes, I know someone. He's kind of a doctor. He's my biology professor. Of course. Charlotte's also fucking him. <laughs> No. He also happens to be a doomsday survivalist. Okay. Well, and thank God for that. They head to Professor Higgins' house. And Professor Higgins was the character we saw that go, Ah, oh, I've been waiting in the wings for these guys to show up. Oh, so he's like the narrator at the start. Well, he's the one who was expecting whatever's happening to be happening. He saw it coming. So they're at his fortress. So He only had himself to play. Yeah. <laughs> had it coming, yeah. So he's got like a huge doomsday fortress, okay. you know. Yeah. I don't watch Walking Dead, but Hatchet how I imagine Field Walking Castle. Dead. Yeah. Man, if it was a fortress in The Walking Dead, they wouldn't have made nine seasons. <laughs> True. <laughs> but one done. No, we sorted this problem. All right, it's solved. Don't worry about it. If they I can't the get show. in. It's a fortress. <laughs> They're like, fair enough. Yeah. All the zombies die from starvation now. 
So he's been preparing for this exact scenario for decades. He said, I saw this coming. I knew that Charlotte was going to fuck Ted. Ted was going to hit Sam over the head. <laughs> while also Alice has just quit her job. I saw this coming. All right? Don't worry. I'm prepared for this. Alice, we've found you permanent employment. Charlotte, I'm so sorry to hear about Sam. There's a funeral parlor ready to go. And we're going to get you some couples cancelling. Ted, you're an awful human being. I don't ever want to see you again. Ted's he- awful. Well, I mean, it literally You're talking says about here, the right guy. says the office asshole in my notes here. <laughs> I don't know. I think you think my think that Ted's awful. <laughs> I'm just reading that. what I'm given. Yeah. <laughs> so they bring Sam in. So his body. Okay. And his lifeless body. <laughs> and Professor Hitchens is like, whoa, whoa, they whoa. Bludgeoned. <laughs> Not they bludgeoned. They. Ted was saving them from arresting. And see... I didn't see Paul trying to stop Ted when any, when any of these murderous activities are happening. Yeah, he was stopping the singing police officer coming at him. Yeah, that's right. Ted, Ted, Ted goes, fuck him. All right? He's singing. I want him dead. Yeah. <laughs> I got a problem with Paul now too. For doing nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. <laughs> so, a man's murdered in front of his face and he doesn't give a shit because he said, well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm... You want to judge jury execution of Paul here. <laughs> Alright? He's singing in the street. That's a death sentence. Yeah, he doesn't like musicals. What can oh I say? <laughs> so, when Professor Higgins, yeah, that's his name, realises that they've brought in Sam and Sam's got the blue goo coming out of him, he yep. goes, what the fuck? You've got to tie him up straight away. Okay. And so they do, and he tries to say that the blue goo comes from the meteor that hit the theatre the night before, and this is from an alien invasion. Oh, my God. And Paul's like, okay, this is a lot to take in. You got anything to take the edge off? I agree, Paul. I agree. And Thank God it's drinks in a show. I've got my <laughs> calm draft VB UDL here. <laughs> and uh, Professor Higgins is like, uh, I've got the bare essentials for the end of the world. Of course I've got booze. Come with me, Paul. Oh, my God. So left with <laughs> left with the unconscious Sam is Ted and Charlotte. Okay, but he's tied up, right? They yeah. do a good job of the tying up. Yeah, Sam's always scared of that as a trope in these things. They don't tie him up well enough. You know, like you've got this like inanimate object that could come alive at any moment, and it's like, oh no, no, no. I didn't do my reef knot well enough, <laughs> and that's going to come back to haunt me yeah. in the exact same way that Sam's about to come back to haunt them. Yes, but. Not the exact same way. Okay. Well, no, no, they use the fisherman's knot. Yeah. <laughs> Tatterfield's a fishing town. Everyone knows that. So it's the cheating couple with her husband there. Ted is trying to tell Charlotte to abandon Sam for him. Why don't you upgrade from a scumbag to a sleazeball? I actually feel like at this point, Ted's got a pretty good argument to make, right? It's not really, it's not necessarily that, you know, we're excited about him because he's an asshole and he's a bit of a sleazeball, but at this point, Sam's dead. <laughs> really, Charlotte doesn't have many other options. <laughs> She's already doing it. Him? Sam? No, Ted. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, she this is a done deal. All right. Yeah. So open and shut case. Well, she refuses. She says, no, I can't leave my husband. Yeah. And then so Ted goes, fine, I'll go hit on that crappy barista. Ted, man. So leave Charlotte alone. What I'm scared of is now, all right, now now he's after the barista, all right, from the Beanie Baby uh, coffee shop. I'm worried about Paul now. What What if Ted comes to Paul with a garbage can? I was going to say, I'm like, you think Ted's more appealing to Emma... Than Paul is. I'm, there's not much to like about Paul. Okay? He's got... He's, he's seen murder happening in front of his face. Alright? You can't get over that, can you? I, I, I don't know. If I'd <laughs> what do you murder, want him to do? Shoot Ted? Yes. Who's your save absolute, them? Save them. Oh, I'm sorry. What did From you, the singing? What did you want? It was an imminent threat to my life. Wow. How aggressively were they singing? Show me your hands. Did he show him his hands? Show me your jazz hands. None of them were showing any of their hands. <laughs> no one knew what was going on. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe if you saw it, you'd see how much more menacing. Okay, maybe it was a, a very menacing. So menacing mincing. 
Charlotte's left with the tied up Sam. Mm-hmm. And she starts praying to God, God, please help. Hopefully he wakes up. It's a logical answer. And well, where else he, he does. He wakes up. So the existence of God is proven in this musical. Thank God. If that was ever questioned. <laughs> well, we've, we've been on this trip for the last 2,000 years. Um, Sam asks for her to untie him. And says that the other people can't help. They don't like him. They don't care about him the way she does. Because they just left him there to die. Yeah. Okay. And he sings to her, you tied up my heart. Oh, uh, love song. Professing his love to her through song. Okay. <laughs> Saying like, sure, we had a crappy marriage, but I'm in love with you. We can move on now. Let's, let's make it work, baby. Yeah. You and me against the world. And it's what she's always wanted to hear. Oh my God. Hasn't she just wanted a partner by her side this whole time? Yeah. She keeps saying, I love you. And Sam hangs up on her normally. Hangs up. Yeah. And so... This it, is taking me on an emotional merry-go-round. Because I, at one moment I was thinking... Well, no, screw Sam, all right? He's, he's not giving Charlotte the respect she deserves. And then we look at Ted, <laughs> you know, and Ted's killed him. And they're going to go away and, you know, like live their life free of Sam, free of this person that didn't care about Charlotte. And Charlotte's in love with Ted. And why would she love the person who just married, murdered her husband? Also, this is honestly too much. Sam's still missing the top half of his head. Still. Yeah. Skullless. Yeah. Let's go to the side of it. Well, it's a look, I guess. <laughs> so she keeps getting close to singing and dancing with him, but goes, no, 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 like you have to stay tied up. Yeah. And then he eventually goes, Charlotte, I'm going. And then feigns to die. Mm-hmm. And then she's like... We don't know he's feigned yet. At this point, I I know he's feigned. Well, he just what, goes from singing to going, Ugh, I'm dead. As we all know, this guy can't help but sing. So. <laughs> so he's not doing that, he must be dead. She runs over, unties him from the chair to cry over his body, and he comes back alive saying, Charlotte, you saved me. And he embraces her and then rips out her guts. What the fuck? Scene. Is this what? Ha- is this where it's finished? Like, Act one's still going. Tears out her intestines. Yeah. I mean, it's... Turnabout's fair play, right? Well, the whole time you're they like... They decapitated him. <laughs> half of him. Half of his head. So back at the bar that's in this fortress, Bill and Ted are not having an excellent or bogus adventure. <laughs> Only 80s and 90s kids. <laughs> no. And they're getting on each other's nerves. Uh, Emma and Paul... Uh, start becoming closer. You start hearing the backstory of each of them. Mm. There's, a, there's a reason that he's an asshole. No, that's not really proven. But <laughs> <laughs> Emma's backstory is her sister died. So she decided after that she's definitely she's, not going to you know, die. My, yeah, my life's <laughs> calling is coffee. <laughs> she just wants to get out of Hatchetfield. Oh. She's going to die. It's not going to be in this stinking town. It's going to be in the town over making coffee. Yeah, Clivesdale. And then Paul's backstory is he actually saw Emma's high school... Um, oh, this is creepy. He was also in high school at the time. Oh, okay. I've got that in brackets. <laughs> he was also in high school. <laughs> uh, musical performance of Brigadoon, which is a musical. Yeah. And Emma was actually in it. And he said that's actually what made him hate musicals. Oh, because she was so awful? Or because he... he didn't get to be the love interest in her musical, her life's musical. Uh, it's just, I know, Paul's very shallow, like, with trying to get character depth from him. Okay. He just goes, yeah, this is why I don't like just, it. This is what it is. Their convo is interrupted by Charlotte and Sam, who are both now musical zombies. Okay. And they Old, s- headless, gutless. The dynamic duo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they sing the song, Join Us and Die. And so they're like singing, dancing, trying to come at everyone, trying to turn them into... To zombies. Zombies as well. Singing, dancing, zombies. But before they can kill anyone, Professor Higgins comes in and shoots the two of them. Pew, pew, with a shotgun. Shotgun? Yep. Uh, Double tap. Yep. No double tap. No double tap? That's rule 37. It is. So, concerned that it's going to be like the thing... Oh yeah, like the movie The Thing. Yeah. That's what I wrote. (laughs) 
you know, when you're not sure if someone's a musical zombie. So, you know how in The Thing, I think it's the most recent one, they, like, if you had... I told you, Cassie. You don't like horror movies. I don't like horror movies. So, you don't know if you've been infected by it. So... Uh, Okay. Um, you can be like, do you have the thing in you? And they're like, no, I've got, um, feelings that are like silver. I think that's what they used to get. So they're cool. Yeah. yeah, They're like, oh, the thing hates metal. So I know you don't have it. Yeah. It's basic science. Yeah. Yeah. The thing. So what he's going to do is he's make sure no one else is an alien. He makes them all sing. And they're like, he's like. If they're bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Process of elimination. This guy is a scientist. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, sing the first song from Moana. And so you have four of them. So you got your Bill, Paul, yeah. Charlotte, Paul Ted. Paul starts singing, let it go. Yeah. And like, that's frozen. It's <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's alive. But yeah, they're all out of tune, not in time yeah. with each yeah. other. Yeah. I think Bill was the only one who was actually singing the right song yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. But he's had a musical adventure before. Yeah, so. he does like it. So that's not hold it, held against him. So he's like, all right, I think it's safe to assume none of you have been infected by the blue alien goo. Welcome to the fortress, baby. <laughs> Bill gets a call and his daughter, Alice. Oh, we've forgotten about this whole time. <laughs> he thought that she'd gotten on the bus to head back to her mum's house because he was like, I don't have to worry about it. Alice is somewhere safe. She's not in town. She got no. off the bus to go be with Deb. Who's Deb? Oh, the, the stoner. Girl, the stoner yeah. girlfriend. And so she's locked herself in the high school choir room. It needs help. needs Bill to come and save her. Yeah. There's too much dancing going on here, Dad. <laughs> she's scared. It's like, it's like the reverse footloose. Yeah. And Bill's like, wait, you hate musicals? Daughter of mine. And Ted goes, it's too dangerous. She's already dead. Just leave your daughter there. Who says this? Ted. Oh, that's classic Ted. <laughs> yeah. And then Paul goes... No, you should be safe. Instead of going downtown, you take a left and a right, blah, blah, blah. There's town. And then Bill goes, he's clearly getting confused. And Paul's like, all right, I'll go with you. Those directions were pretty confusing. Yeah. It's kind of like a heroic moment for Paul. Okay, where to go, Paul? So... You can really get get some props, show off in front of Emma. That's awesome for him. Professor Hudgens goes, and here's my shotgun. All right. Gives that And my knife. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Paul promises Emma that he will be safe because there's no way he'll ever be part of a fucking musical. Yeah, okay. I'll check out for him. And that's the end of Act 1. Oh, thank God. Oh, well, it was... There was a lot. There was a lot going on there. Emotional turmoil, murder, dancing. Uh, it's, it's really... A, there's a, there was too much going on for me, to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. <laughs> at, at this point, at this point, I'm just excited to get to Act 2. And, and to get this over with, because I'm scared about I'm scared about this that this is going to go on much longer. Do you have any theories of what you think is going to happen? Look, I don't know. I guess I'm intrigued by the the alien prospect. I want to know: is it an alien situation that we're we're up against here, or is it a is it a, like a like a devil sort of like a hellish hellscape scenario that we're up against? I like to know what's going on, and you know, if getting to Act Two is going to help me sort of understand. You know what we're actually up against here. That, that's I'm prepared to go on that journey. So at intermission, you're like, oh, I've got to get back in there. Yeah, it's for me. <laughs> get me a VB cut and dry, cut and draft UDL, and get me back in there. Yeah, it'd be like fifteen dollars at the theater. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to make their money somehow, right? Yeah, because the tickets are so cheap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's basically a steal. So your thoughts on it so far? Not on just the story, just overall as like a night out on the town to go see it. As a night out on the town to go and see it, I'm never going to see this movie. This movie. I'm not, I'm not going to see this musical. It sounds... I'm not particularly captivated. You know, I don't have enough backstory about any of the characters. We've discussed that. The star kids really let us down. Star kid, if there's going to only be one of them. Um, I'm not invested in Paul. I'm annoyed at Charlotte. I'm annoyed at Sam. I'm annoyed at Ted. All right? I don't like the morals that are going on in Hatchet Field. All right? That's the one thing that I suppose it doesn't have with Footloose, all right? They, they get their morals all wrong. It's like Seinfeld. No, oh, I don't know about that. Seinfeld wasn't a musical. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, no one's really the good guy in yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, that's true. So he did have a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with having multiple partners. Are you slut-shaming Jerry? I think I might be slut-shaming Jerry. Well, after what you did with Charlotte, 
For dating two men at once? Yeah, I was, no, I was on a pool with Charlotte either. <laughs> you ready to get into act two? Mate, sign me up. So, we ended act one on Bill and Paul about to go on their adventure. Bill and Ted's awesome adventure. <laughs> Bill and Paul's awesome adventure. And so, they're at the high school. Alright, they made it there. They, yeah. Paul actually was great navigation. He was a scat in his youth. Yes. Great navigational skills. So... Has used a compass. Has done orientation. Orienteering? Orienteering. No, he did orientation at the school that way. <laughs> I'm sure he's, at any point he's done it. <laughs> and so they're looking for Alice and Bill starts panicking. Mm-hmm. Because he is to blame for her still being Hatchetfield. Of course. What's the mother going to think, you know? Yeah, but... He is like, she knows I don't like her girlfriend. She knows I think Deb is a bad influence. Uh-huh. And Paul's uh-huh. like, no way. You're completely wrong. But then they're interrupted by Alice. He goes, no, you're right. She's actually a zombie. Alice is a zombie? Yeah. She starts singing, not your seed. And the whole song's blaming Bill for why she's now a zombie. Okay. And Bill's... Like, devastated while this is happening. And so he grabs the shotgun, aims it at himself. Oh, my God. And then Paul goes and, like, stops him and goes, No, no, don't do that. And just throws the shotgun to the side of right, the stage. Right, now they don't have any protection. No, and who else is on that side of the stage? Maybe a singing zombie. Maybe it's Deb. <laughs> no, we don't see Deb at any point oh. moving forward. You know that... She's um, the most compelling character. <laughs> that in-depth... In-depth. <laughs> in-depth character growth you wanted? Yeah, no, no not happening. Not in this one. Like, so, Bill's killing himself over something. We we know that he's... It's pretty serious. We know that he does want to kill himself. Yeah, because he's getting blamed for... And he actually is the reason that his daughter is now a zombie. Yeah, right. But I don't think he could have seen the zombie thing coming, right? No. That's not really on him. But I don't he think anybody nice sees alien hellscape singing <laughs> zombies turning up out of the blue. It's not really something that, you know, Bill could have realistically been prepared for. You know, maybe if, uh, what's her name? Alice grows up a little bit. She'll come to understand that, you know, the trials of her parents were actually more difficult than she realized in her adolescent state. Hey, it's not Alice. This is a zombie alien musical singing to make him feel bad, to make him join them. Oh, uh, it's like a hive mind. You've, you've heard that? I don't know. Is that a thing? It is in this musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So Paul's trying to be like, no, don't hurt yourself, Bill. This isn't your fault. None of this is your fault. Then zombie Alice picks up that shotgun that was thrown to the side right. and just shoots Bill. What? And Bill's dead. That's it? Yeah. Is it for Bill? Yeah, Paul's fine. And then... <sighs> That's a lot to take in. Yeah. She... And yet it's not because I feel like I didn't know Bill all that well. Yeah. But Bill's shot by his daughter. That's... That's that's the thing. is like, we know that even though she just said that she's not his seed and <laughs> that she may not well be his daughter, uh, we should still be upset about this. Yes. It's really tugging on my emotional heartstrings. Well, we weren't expecting, like, she picks up the gun. You're like, oh, yeah, she's probably going to be like, hey, come join us. But I no, it just shoots him. Well, the zombies seem to want to kill people. Yeah, but rip their guts out. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, that's the unexpected part. Yeah. They're technologically savvy zombies. Yeah. They know how to pull a trigger. So, they, she, like, turns to go after Paul. Of course. But then... It's the next most log- logical step. The military arrives and scares them away. Oh, they scare them away. Yeah. Okay. But then they look at Paul and they're not sure if he's a zombie. So they just, you know, do the back of the gun and knock him out. Fucking hell. (laughs) It's like, what is it? Like the military rolls in, not prepared to use any force. And they just pistol whip this stranger standing there. It's a special force that's made for these certain circumstances. Oh, they're the supernatural paramystical forces. Yeah, P-E-I-P, which I didn't write down what it stood for. Okay. Uh, what, when, but they call them what do you th- what, We have to actually, we have to, what do you think it stands for? Uh, people? People in, uh, is there a P word for uh, prancing? Uh, <laughs> protection? Mm. 
in in face of prancing. Oh, you are oh. never going to guess this. What is it? Paranormal extraterrestrial interdenominational phenomena. Ah. Force. <laughs> Team. I Team. Guess. Are they? What and and what about Professor Henry? Does he know of these people? I thought he was a bit of a lone wolf. Like he's the only one that's figured it out. But no, no, no. Don't don't worry about that. We've got a, an arm of the military. They're they're ready to go. Yeah, well, it's just a more aggressive men in black, really. Okay. Yeah. So maybe like Hen- Henry's a, a retired, more aggressive men in black individual. Maybe he used to work for Pip. Maybe that's his backstory. No, he's a doctor. Look, we can make up whatever we want. None of these people have backstories, okay? <laughs> but we can be our own star kids like, here. no one else has done it. <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll head back to Professor Higgins, okay. who was at yeah. no point, I'll have on the record. So we've split the party. Yeah. Um, he's now understanding the reason behind the alien evasion. Of course. He's figured out that they're all a collective well, consciousness. Oh, he got on the he got on the blower to Pip and they told him, did, did he? <laughs> well, he's kind of on that, oh, it's a hive mind. Ah, uh, okay. He's just picked it up, figured yeah. it out, used his scientific mind. Somehow just looking at the goo close enough mm-hmm, and he goes, mm-hmm, oh, huh, mm-hmm. I see it now. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You and know, causation, not correlation. It's it's really one or the other at this point. Well, he's noticing, wait a second. These aren't just separate zombies going off and doing their own thing. Because mm. they're remembering It's people's... a well-coordinated musical assault. Yeah. And they're like, I reckon that the meteor is the brain. And Hitchens like, if this takes over the world, making everyone being on the same wavelength, yeah. we could possibly have world peace for the first time in ever. Oh my God. And we thought Higgins was a cool guy. Well, Emma's like, okay, well, clearly what we have to do is go to the meteor and just destroy it, right? Yeah, that's basic science. That's the mothership. Yeah, that's right. And then he's like, yes, that sounds right, Emma. But maybe we'll never find out. And pulls out a tranquilizer and then tranks her what? through a syringe what? to knock her out. He's just done a full 180. <laughs> yes. right? It's been planned. His whole shtick in the first act... Up until this point, was to say no. This is the worst thing in the world. Like we got to. He's the one trying to defend them all from these hive minds. The second he figures it out, he goes, "No, I'm on board with this. This makes sense to me. I sign me up." Yeah, because where I, can I get some blue goo? What's the point in being in world peace if you're not conscious to enjoy the world peace? Um, yeah, I guess. Like, what what are you getting out of, mate? You're you're going to be part of the hive mind. That's a real question. Is like, what does Henry get out of this? Yeah. He's, I, maybe he's, look, I'm sure. You know what I think has happened to Henry? Like, he's led a, led a traumatized life, right? No one's ever loved him. He's never felt part of the gang. He's a scientist. He was always that nerdy kid who got picked on, right? He just wanted to be cool and fit in. You know, when he went to the, the musical uh, at high school, he, he auditioned for a part. He tried his heart out. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Uh, no, he didn't get in. And that meant he didn't get the girl. He didn't get the love of his life. So he had to dedicate himself to biology, all right? Alone, just him in a room with mice and rats studying biology. And then, you know, now that he sees finally, he can be part of the group. Mm. He can be part of the in crowd. Honestly, fuck the star kids. Let's add some backstory ourselves. Wait till you hear his song a bit later on that goes into his backstory, huh? Oh my God. <laughs> He's inspired by literally this theory he's made up. Yeah. <laughs> that is, like, that's what the alien's going to do. The alien's going to make world peace happen. All right. Well, that's good for Higgins, I suppose. I guess, knowing all that we know about him. <laughs> it's on brand. And we know a lot about him now. So we cut back to Paul, who's now with the main guy from PEIP, General McNamara. Okay, cool. And that's where he's saying, I work with the special arm of the U.S. Army. We clean up this sort of mess. Area 51 sort of dudes. Yeah. And he goes, you know, we're not used to there being survivors around here. Yeah. But he likes Paul. So he says, Paul, in approximately two hours, there's going to be an evac helicopter leaving here. If you can make it to there by the time. Get to the chopper. Yeah, (laughs) literally. If he can make it. There's going to be a seat on the helicopter with his name on it. All right. Which, by the way, for them to get that embroidered in two hours is an incredible effort by the military. <laughs> yeah. Who said their logistics weren't incredible? Well, what else is PEIP doing? That's right. It's probably their own heli. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Paul says, great, but I can't leave without Emma. So mm-hmm. the general goes, Paul, I like you. And gives him his gun. Right. And it's like, see you at 11. All right. <laughs> Have at it. Yeah. So now we're back to Professor Hitchens' house. Emma and Ted are both tied up. Reef knots or fisherman's knots? These are really good knots. Really good These knots. These are professor. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get to being where you are without knowing how no, to tie right. up a few things. Yeah. So especially if he's doing experiments on animals, if rats. If Paul had orienteering, then <laughs> this professor's got not playing, I suppose. <laughs> so Hitchens says that he's excited for this alien to come. He's put down the gates of his fortress now. Anything yep. and everyone can come in. Yep. It's the only way the humans can be saved from themselves. Then he reveals that before he was a biologist... Oh. He also had another passion. Musicals. Musical theatre. Of course. It all start, it's all starting to come together now, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is when you've already told everyone. That's right. You know, I'm going to line right into the star kids. <laughs> so Emma and Ted are like, oh, not more singing. And then, so to get the attention of aliens, he's going to write, well, he's going to perform a song that he's been working on. Okay. The song's called Showstopper Number. And it was meant to be for a musical he was writing called Working Boys, which is about reminiscing the old days with his college pals. Ah, uh, it's one of those acapella types. Yeah. He's singing this song. He's got the piano out. Yeah. Jamming away. Then out of nowhere, these college pals actually show up and they start doing a huge dance number Oh my with him. God, he's been keeping them in the basement. No, they heard the music. Ah, uh, okay. They came to it. So now Paul has arrived and he's like, what the heck's going on? He's being out, Paul doing orienteering. So scouts. At this point, does Henry have the blue goo? Well, he's singing and dancing with them. No, he doesn't have the blue goo yet. Okay. I mean, at all, ever. <laughs> uh, so Paul's done orienteering in scouts. So he would have learned how to untie these knots. Of course. The yeah. So he's like untying Ted and Emma's ropes while he's like quickly to get them to save away. And then we see back over just to the left side of the stage, the professor and his college friends who have just done their dancing number. You do your like, <sighs> when you finished it. Yep. And then yep. they all just start pulling apart his guts and stuff. And ah, of course. They were actually singing zombies. Turns out. They weren't his college friends just showing up to sing and dance. Oh no. <laughs> Well, Henry got what he wanted, I suppose. Yeah. We can't be disappointed about this. Yeah, well, we're happy for Henry, for him to finally get what he wanted. At least someone in this town is getting what they want. (laughs) Bill's daughter's dead. Alice is caught up with the drug crowd. Bill's dead. (laughs) Ted can't have Charlotte anymore because she's dead. Charlotte can't have Sam anymore because he's dead. Really, it's not going very well for anyone, is it? Well, we've got Ted, Emma, and Paul left. All right. Thank God. I feel like Ted might be losing a battle soon. (laughs) Well, while getting away, Ted stops him, and he tries to have a redeeming moment to apologize for being a douche. And, like, guys, I want to tell you this. And Paul's like, no, we've got to get to the topper. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, and he goes, just let me talk. And he's trying to apologize, but this just meant that the other zombies caught up. And they would drag Paul away from their group. Oh. Yeah. And Emma goes, quick, Ted, we've got to go save them. And then Ted goes, mm, no, I'm going to get this helicopter. Oh, my God. So Ted doesn't redeem himself. Well, that was a quick turnaround. And... Well, to be fair, if you were getting torn apart by zombies right now, I wouldn't stay. All right. Thanks for that, Cassie. I'll be coming back on the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ted manages to get to the evac helicopter, and he's greeted by the PEIP P, team. Yep, at General McNamara. Yes. Who starts singing? Oh my god. So now the army's been infected. I thought they were better than that. I thought they had that Area 51 anti-sing technology. You'd think so. And they sing the song, America is great again. Okay, thank god. Topic of 2016, I imagine, when this was released. 2018. 2018. We're deep in the throes of it. It was very touchy even then. (laughs) Paul and Emma. So Emma manages to get Paul away. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they go to the helicopter. 
Okay, so Paul's safe. We've got Emma there, but we've got the singing, got the singing General, army. Yeah. Yeah. And then General McNamara. Now they all start focusing their attention on Emma and Paul. Of course. But Emma manages to use the gun that General McNamara gave Paul earlier. All right. So in case you're wondering, um, shoots him. And then they manage to actually get on the helicopter. The helicopter... Just about to go. Yep. And they make it in time. They're flying. Emma's happy. She's not going to die in Hatchetfield. Thank God for that. Yeah. She so, can make coffees in the next town over. Yes. And they're like, thank you, pilot. Thank you so much. And the pilot turns out to be one of Emma's co-workers from the coffee oh shop. Oh my God. And she starts to sing. And then the helicopter crashes. And that's it? No. <laughs> what? So, Make as, it out. as a result of the crash, a piece of like, I don't know, let's say the helicopter... Rotor blades? Yeah. Yeah? Straight through her leg. Emma's? Yeah. Okay. She's bleeding out? Nope. Femoral vein? <laughs> mm, you'd think so. <laughs> There's big arteries yeah. there. Um, no, so she's just got like something poking out, poking okay. through. Yep. And... Paul's like, come on, Emma, we've got to go. We've got to try and get out of here still. And she goes, I can't, Paul. Quick, go get some help. And then you can come back for me. Um, well, actually, no, she says. That was all completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Paul, you've got to go destroy the meteor uh-huh, to um, make this all stuff happening. Yeah, and, and Paul goes, this is my time to shine. Yes. This is my time to finally kill a real life musical. Finally. Yeah. Because of the hive mind. Yep. And she says, when they get out of here... They can be together. She'll be more than happy to see a silent movie with him. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a moment, but then it's ruined by her just coughing up blood. And he goes, yeah, I'm just going to leave. Bye. Just Yeah, shoots through. Classic Paul. And then he manages to get a grenade belt. You know, the army people always have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he takes that with him. So there's a little interval here where we have the zombies saying, Paul's are coming. Paul's are coming. Yeah. And that's what they've been waiting for. Paul's the one they've been waiting for this whole time. Yeah, he's the star of the show. Of course. And then Paul enters into the local theatre where the meteor had crashed into. Mm. And he's greeted by all his friends who he'd lost in the invasion. And they're all saying how they're happy now with this alien goo inside of them. Yeah. They begin to sing. And they're like, hey, Paul, you could be like us. You can be happy. Mm-hmm. You can also express your feelings through song. And then as he starts getting closer to the meteor, he actually does like starts to like. Oh, he's feeling it. He's feeling this it. could be the moment for Paul. And then Touch and go. He's trying to fight it though. Uh-huh. And then he's like starts singing and dancing and he goes like, why do I feel this way? And then. Yeah, he's choreographed. Yeah. Feeling the razzle dazzle. Yeah, and we're all like, okay, Paul hates musicals, but Paul can sing. God damn, yeah. Paul. <laughs> and he manages to pull the pin on the grenade and throw it at the meteor and shouts, I don't like musicals. And then we fade to like all black oh, and yeah. hear like a noise. Rumbling. Yeah. <laughs> all that sort of shit. So we hear a newscast coming from the neighboring town of Clivesdale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stating that it's been two weeks since the events of what happened yeah. in Hatchetfield. And we see Emma is being discharged from the hospital. Thank God. And she's greeted by Colonel Schaefer, who's from the military. Said, we've set up a whole new life for you and a new identity. You can make coffee in... Where did, where did we say we are? Clivesdale. Clivesdale. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, she's asking like, hey, so are you sure there are no survivors? And then she goes... There were no, no survivors, no but you know, what Paul did was great. He saved everyone. Yeah. He's the hero. He is the hero that stopped the media only keeping it in hatchet field. Thank God. So the Colonel goes to her. So we're going to have you escorted by Ben Bridges. We have on our records that you and him are really close. <gasps> and she goes, huh? Ben Bridges and turns around and there's Paul. Oh, cause he has a secret identity as well. <laughs> And Paul's um, and Emma are happy to see each other and they hug. And as they're hugging, Paul starts singing into Emma's ear. Oh my God. 
And so it's a medley of all the songs that have been throughout the whole musical. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to run away and scream, but then everyone else starts coming on stage and starts singing and dancing towards Emma. And then that's the musical. All right. Yeah. There you go. They were all dead after all. They were all high-minded after all. Not a happy ending. That is not a happy ending. It's not what I was hoping for. Not what I was expecting. Not that I was expecting much from the Star Kids. (laughs) Looking at their track record. (laughs) Um, Look, I'm a bit blown away, really. I don't know what else is there to say. I think... The 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 good thing that could have come out of this is that now that you've explained the entire plot line to me, I never have to go see this in person. <laughs> well, it's on YouTube though. Well, nor do I have to go see it in a digital format either. Well, wouldn't you want to know how they do certain things like the helicopter? No. <laughs> I, I, at, at a certain point, I feel like I was, the Star Kids lost me. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a maybe there's another musical out there that they put together a little bit better that. Might be the redeeming feature, but that one, I'm glad that I had my VB Carlton Draft UDL here for me. <laughs> I do want to say, watching it, it's not my favourite one, because it's their other ones are really funny. You literally laugh out loud watching it. Laugh a minute. When they're jokes here, you're like... <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Soft landings. Yeah. Do you know what subversion means? Uh, I don't know. Give me the context here. What's yeah. happening? I don't know what it means, but after I watched it, someone put a video essay on YouTube about how this addresses subversion well, and they make okay. a good point. There's a reason it's called the guy who didn't like musicals, not the guy who doesn't like musicals. Oh, why? Oh, because he... I see. Past tense. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure that's what the Star Kids were thinking. They were thinking, mate, you know what is really going to tie this piece of shit of a story together? <laughs> it's been there the whole time. It's been there. If you didn't see this from the get-go, what were you really thinking? <laughs> yeah. you know, this shit is meta. Um, it did win a few awards at the BroadwayWorld.com LA Regional Awards. Oh, widely and highly touted. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're going to win an award... Forget the Tonys. Uh, I'm sure that is a BAFTA. Is, is that for musicals? I don't know. Well, BAFTA's British. British film. film okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some Olivier sort of awards. awards. The... Olivier, is it? Yeah. yeah okay, cool. Give me the, um, what, are the what is it? The Los Angeles County dot com. Broadwayworld.com. Broadwayworld.com. Los Angeles Regional Awards. Critically acclaimed. So in 2019. Yeah, they won a few acting awards. It's naming the people, but there was like a cast of about like seven people. So a lot of the characters we saw mm. were just like this character, this actor's now playing that character. Yeah, like a revolving door sort yeah, of situation. Yeah, so I can't really say, oh, they played this one, except for the guy who played Paul. Paul. One for best leading actor in a musical. Oh, well done, Paul. He won the dot-com Broadway ones? Yeah, this, okay. yeah they're the yeah. only awards. They're the only awards. <laughs> that was on the wiki. Exclusive, exclusive <laughs> award. It also won Best Choreo, Musical Director, Scenic Design, which yeah. I want to see so what else was no one else could find this website to enter their details? What, Broadwayworld.com. What do you mean no one else can find Broadwayworld.com? It's the entire world. <laughs> um, best Costume, Best Lighting, and Best Sound Design. It took out a lot. Yeah. It yeah. swept the swept awards. Swept the competition. Yeah. The other three musicals that the Star Kids entered. <laughs> So is that not convincing enough to make you be like, all right, cool. What's the scenic design? How did they win? Because I'm wondering how they won scenic design. I'm glad you have your own time, honestly. I think that's something for you to look up, uh, you know, at your leisure um, to really see how the Star Kids fucked this one up at that hard. Okay. So overall, you won't see it. That's correct. Um, even though it's for free on YouTube and you can watch it anytime, that doesn't make anything more appealing to you about Star Kid? No. I mean, evidently, they might have needed more money. Maybe if they had have actually, you know, put together a production and a budget, it might have been better. But at this stage, no. Overall, uh, we I'm glad we gave it a crack. I'm glad we had a red-hot crack and trying to enjoy it. Um, it was enjoyable, I suppose. It's a bit of a... Choose your own adventure because you can add your own backstory in wherever you want. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that's part of the joy of it is that, you know, I too can be my own star kid. Um, I too can write my own story. 
Um, so I, I suppose that's appealing to it. The inspiration. That the in, it's yeah, that's right. It gives me the the opportunity to paint my own musical picture. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is exciting and thrilling, and not something I've ever had to do before. Because usually when you are watching a musical, uh, someone's put a lot of hard work into it um, and made a really decent production. That you're actually taken out of it. There's no uh, uh, suspension of disbelief. That's right. Yeah. 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 I will say, though, uh, well played to the star kid. I didn't get the meta analysis. Uh, the, the man who didn't like musicals. Well, the person who didn't like musicals? The guy. The guy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Heats, for joining me, Dylan. Well, thanks for having me, Cassie. I had a ball. Uh, thank you for my... Uh, Thank you for the time here. Thank you for the VB UDL Carton draft. Uh, I look forward to enjoying another one of these the next time that we get around to doing this. And, uh, you know, maybe watching, kicking back in, watching some uh, Hulu uh, Disney Plus afterwards. I think (laughs) it's going to be a ball. Thanks for having me. Good. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. To know what the next episode is going to be, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. Drink Show Pod is all you've got to look up. For poster reveals that I do on Fridays, or if you don't want spoilers and just want episodes, subscribe for new episodes that come out on Tuesdays. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.